broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. We are with you on this game day, Thursday. Thursday night football is going to take place tonight. Raiders and the Rams kicking off week 14 action. The Raiders currently riding a three-game winning streak, and the Rams are currently riding a six-game losing streak. What could go wrong? Well, we're going to talk about it for the next three hours and three hours and ten minutes, as a matter of fact. It's your boy Q filling in for JT the Brick as he is in L.A. He'll take over the wheels of steel for the official pregame show coming up about 3.15. I am live right now at the M Resort in Henderson. Of course, it's the official team hotel of the Silver and Black. Eric Allen will be here right here next to the stage. I'm actually sitting next to the stage here at the M Resort right outside the Raider Tavern and Grill. He'll be here on this stage for the official pregame show starting at 3.15. JT the Brick will have the pregame show from L.A. We're coming together like butt cheeks on this one. It's going to be a whole lot of fun leading you right into kickoff. Game time. Jason Horowitz, Lincoln Kennedy will be on the call. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, you can hear that game. Week 14 action right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So normally hop on the air at 2 o'clock, get on a couple hours early, as I said, filling in for JT the Brick, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here at the M Resort, and I walk in, and of course, uh, everyone's in the festive mood, they got the Christmas trees up, they got uh, Santa, Santa's helpers walking around, taking pictures with folks, and of course, they have the baby cakes, uh, artesian bakery right here, folks are sitting around gathering, it smells like it's a festive area, it smells like it's that time of year, and of course, it's late in the, the season. Week 14 action is getting underway this evening, and we're very excited about it. So, uh, man, couldn't, couldn't be in a better position right now. I will say, I thought I was a genius, and this happens to me all the time. I thought I was super creative, and what I was going to do is bring my equipment here, set up next to the stage like I have done, so I completed about 75% of the mission. The other 25%, I thought, hey, I got this nice little Bluetooth speaker, this little JBL at the house. I'm going to bring it, connect it to the equipment, so... There could be a speaker playing at all time here, so if you come and hang out with me at the M Resort, and I do encourage you to come on by, uh, you might as well start your weekend off right now, right? I mean, it's a Raider game day. It's not like anyone pays attention at work on a Raider game day. Whenever it's a Raider game day, you know you're just looking at the clock when you can punch out and bounce, wherever your job is. So you might as well just go ahead and tell your boss, like, hey, man, look, let me just be real with you. You know I'm not really working anyway. I'm just waiting for the game. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to bounce. I'm going to go hang out with Q at the M Resort. Uh, we're going to be out there, and we're going to cheer on the silver and black as they take on the Rams. That's what you might as well say. So you could do that. But I figured I'd be smart, bring this speaker, connect it to the equipment, and we'd be good to go, right? So any guests that we have coming up, and we do have some really good guests coming up on the show today, uh, you'd be able to hear everything that they have to say. And so I went out. Got the speaker, realized, oh, I don't have the right wire. Okay, that's all right. I'm not the biggest dummy in the world, am I? I can go find the wire. So I did, and, man, I was so proud of myself. Went into the radio station, picked up one little adapter that I needed, and boom, got here, set up everything. I'm good to go. Until I wasn't. <laughs> For some reason, some reason, Raider Nation, it just didn't work. So what I've worked on, and I've found a way to make the speaker work if I use Bluetooth, meaning I have to have it connected to my phone, which is okay, 
But I don't know when they're going to die, meaning the speaker, or where my phone's going to die. <laughs> so, you know, you know, about 85% of the mission, I think. I said 75 earlier. I think 85% of the mission uh, was completed. I know Damon Cotton will be in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio in a hot minute. I believe Jared's still in there making sure that we go. And, Jared, have you ever come up on a situation like that where the, the plan in your head was great, the execution was like 85% of the way there, and it's just that little last 15% you didn't complete? Yeah, absolutely. That's how you wind up uh, with a running car that you just bought and you just got it running and you realize uh, I'm out of gas on the side of the highway. <laughs> I mean, wait a minute. How do you get it just going? How do you get it running if you didn't have no gas in it? Oh, I put gas in it enough to get it started. And I was like, all right, cool. No. Oh, yeah, that, that's a problem, man. That's a problem. There's a couple things in life as I've grown older I realize you need to do. There's certain bills that you have to pay on time. Rent electricity, you know, those are uh, pretty, pretty, pretty solid ones. They're at the top of the list. And there's also another thing you have to do. Put gas in your car. Yeah. I am one of those, hey, man, look, I'm one of those cats now, and my mom as, is my witness. She, she used to always tell me, oh, it looks like you're getting a little low on gas. I'm like, I'm fine. I got another 100 miles. I got another 120 miles. I got another 80 miles. I got another 70 miles. She's like, all right, I'm not pushing. I'm not pushing. I'm not pushing. Man, let me tell you, in the car that I have right now, I was coming back from Austin, Texas, and, man, we are riding, and there's a stretch of road where there is on the 35 where there is nothing. And I'm over here, and I'm looking at my homeboy Ward, and I'm like, man, this light's been on for a minute. And it, it got down. You know, in the car, it tells you exactly how many miles you have left. It got down in my car that said that I had about 60 miles. I said, okay, 60 miles is okay. Then the next thing, I, it went from 60 to a, a line, a flat line. And I looked at Ward. I said, oh, damn. Oh, damn, dude. And he said, what? I said, man, I went from 60 to a flat line. That means that we're about to run out of gas. When it can't tell you how much gas you got left, that means you're about to run out of gas. And so I started panicking because, you know, I got, you know I'm, I'm in the caddy, man. I don't want to run out of gas in a caddy. What's more embarrassing, running out of gas in a Cadillac on the side of the road? There's nothing more embarrassing than that. So I was panicking, man. I mean, my heart was pounding. You know, I started sweating. Everything was going. I'm gritting my teeth. I mean, whatever, things I would never even do. I'm turning my radio down. Have you ever done that? Why do we, whenever we have any kind of issue, why do we turn our radio down in our car like that has anything to do with anything? We're saving electric. We're saving electric. I mean, have you ever realized that? Anytime we have any kind of situation, we turn our radio down. Like, like you know, oh, I'm about to run out of gas. Let me turn my radio down. What does that have to do with anything? But I did. I immediately turned my radio down, and I started, I started sweating, started panicking. And then the good thing, I saw a McDonald's. And why did I say I was happy to see a McDonald's? There's always a gas station along a highway next to McDonald's. And there sure was. And I think I coasted right into that gas station, filled that bad boy up. I ain't never looked back since. <laughs> I've never looked back since. I promise you, on my drive from Texas all the way to Las Vegas, I might have got down to about 180 miles left. I was like, well, it's time to get gas. <laughs> I wasn't playing, man. I was not playing around. That is one of those life lessons that I am never going to go through again. So long story short, you better get gas, man. You better go get that gas. But I'm also working on this speaker situation. So uh, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm planning on putting it on the Bluetooth in a little while. I'm just trying to save some electricity, <laughs> trying to save some battery, and we'll see if it works out like that. But uh, there you go. I, I had the plan. The, the, it was all right in my mind. Everything was perfect in my mind. It was just the execution. was. It's almost like a fourth and one play where you have the right play dialed up and – I ran into the other wide receiver on accident. You know what I mean? And just it just blew the whole play up. So sometimes it happens like that, 
right? Sometimes it happens like that. But, hey, that was week five. We're into week 14. And I should say, my man Jared is in the, uh, in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio holding it down. Damon Cotton will join us in just a few minutes. He's holding it down on the fight game show. So we had to move some things around since the show started a little earlier today. So we definitely appreciate you, Jared, for holding it down in studio. Coming up at 1230, Nick Hamilton from SiriusXM, also AM570 LA Sports. He'll join us to talk all things Rams. Give us our final little preview of what to expect tonight, Week 14 action. So Nick Hamilton joins us at 12.30. Really good dude. Can't wait to get on with him and talk about Aaron Donald being out. Talk about what quarterback's going to be behind center, what to expect from any of those cats. You know, looking at the offensive line, how Chandler Jones and Max Crosby can continue to, to build off what they've done. Max has done it all season long, but Chandler, he joined the party on Sunday. So how can they continue to develop with what they have going on? You know, how can Josh Jacobs, is, is there a good opportunity for him to have a big running day? What's the matchup looking like for Devontae Adams? There's still a lot to break down when it comes to the Raiders and Rams. We'll do that with Nick Hamilton coming up at 1230. At 1 o'clock from sunny L.A., I believe it's sunny because it's always sunny in L.A., Vinny Bonsignor, L.A.'s own son, will join us. Uh, obviously, he's on Raider Nation Radio 920, the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang every morning. And also, the Review Journal does a fantastic job. He is in L.A. He took off about, I don't know, 18 days ago for L.A. He's been ready and excited <laughs> for this uh, this trip. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny's that one cat, man. Vinny's the one dude that, and I know a lot of these guys do it, but Vinny is the one dude for sure. If the game is on Sunday, Vinny's taking off on Thursday, right? Vinny's got to get the lay of the land. He's got to get adjusted to the smell, the air. He's got to get his body preparated. I mean, he's got to get everything together and then be ready for the game. So Vinny took off yesterday. He's there in L.A. now, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to him coming up at 1 o'clock, all things Raiders. At 1.30, our good friend Amber, Amber Theo Harris from Sirius XM Radio and also Silver and Black Show, she'll join us, and she'll join us right here at the M Resort. This is the official team hotel, the Silver and Black. So anytime anyone comes in town that is uh, working for the Raiders, they always stay here at the M. Well, Amber's going to be here. She's going to join me right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill, right outside the Coors Light Chill Zone where all these massive TVs are, where I will be watching the game later tonight. So I encourage you to come on by. When kickoff happens, I'm not leaving. I'm not bouncing and going to the house. I'm staying right here watching the game. And then the official postgame show I'll be doing right here, hosting it right here from the M Resort as well. So basically, man, I know my last name is Myers, and that starts with M. Today it's the Myers Resort, <laughs> right? It is the Myers Resort, man. I'm going to be holding it down here from now until everything is over, probably around 11 o'clock or midnight tonight. So it's going to be a long day at the M, but... I mean, at the end of the day, I'm talking Raider football, I'm watching Raider football, and I'm reacting to Raider football. So you really, it really doesn't get any better than that. So Amber Theo Harris, she'll join us at 1.30 right here outside the Coors Light Chill Zone at the, at the M Resort. And then at 2.30, going to take a little bit of a twist and a turn. Daniel Lust, sports attorney, he's going to join the show. And the reason he's going to join the show, anytime there's any legalities going on, he always joins the show because he's a lot smarter than I am. He does some great work. He's been on uh, ESPN, on Fox. I mean, he's all over the place. He has uh, Conduct Detrimental. There's a podcast that he does. It's all about the legalities in the sports world. And I don't know if you've been noticing, but there's a whole lot rolling out from D.C. right now. There's a whole lot rolling out from D.C. And Bruce Allen, who used to obviously be a member of the Raiders organization, he actually testified saying that, you know, someone inside the commander's organization did, in fact, leak the John Gruden emails. Not that that should be a surprise to anybody. I mean, we've been saying that on Raider Nation Radio 920 for a long time. And it's not even really about John Gruden, but I just want to know what happens next. Now that all this information is out, now that it's been found that Daniel Snyder basically 100 times on trial denied knowing anything, 
You know, it's just it's 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 a whole big mess there in D.C. Not that we didn't already know that, but it's a it, it's a conversation that I need to get the answers to. What's next? Again, like I said, it shouldn't be a surprise about the Gruden emails. We all saw that coming from a mile away. We all kind of knew that that was where it's going. But what I will ask about Gruden is, you know, not that I see him on the sideline coaching anywhere ever again. I want to know what's next because he has revenge on the mind, right? He's a guy that has nothing but time and opportunity and money to make sure that whoever is responsible for his downfall, he tries to bring him with him, and if not just him, more. So I want to know how far this can really go, how deep this can go, really go, not only with Gruden, not only with Washington, but other places within the, the NFL, right, other organizations in the NFL. I actually got someone tweeting at me and said that Jerry Jones picture of him uh, back in the day when, uh, the, when the schools were trying to get uh, – they, they were desegregated and the, the young black kids were trying to get into the school and desegregate the, the school. Um, he said that that's where he believes the pictures uh, of Jerry Jones came from was Daniel Snyder uh, doing all his investigating and, and, you know, all that evidence collecting that he was doing. And I don't – look, I don't know any of that. So that's why Daniel Lust is going to join us again, sports attorney. He'll join us at 2.30. Then around 3.10, we'll pass the sticks on to uh, Eric Allen and JT the Brick for the official pregame show. They'll lead you right up to kickoff. And, of course, you'll hear that game right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So as you can tell, we've got a lot to get to live here at the M Resort, right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill, right outside the Coors Light Chill Zone, right next to the big stage that Eric Allen will be on in a little while. I encourage you to leave work, leave your house, whatever the case may be. If you're out shopping, go ahead and do that. You know, come on by here. Stop shopping. Stop spending that kind of money. Just come over here. Hang out with your boy. We're going to be here all afternoon long all throughout the game and all throughout the night. So the M Resort is the spot. But now that you know the guests, Nick Hamilton, Vinny Bonsignor, Amber Theo Harris, and Daniel Love, sports attorney, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. My man Fabian gave me some uh, speaker slash battery advice. He said you need a small battery for your phone and or speaker. Take a look at OmniCharge Mobile Series batteries. I swear by them. I literally uh, have five of the batteries. Well, that would do me some good if I wasn't here. <laughs> if I wasn't here sitting at the chair doing a three-hour radio show, uh, that might work. But uh, thank you, Fabian, for that suggestion. A little bit of a... Uh, you know, a little conundrum that I got myself in trying to figure out this speaker situation and how to get it going. But uh, we'll, we'll work it out, man. You know, we'll work it out. We'll rig it up somehow and, and make sure it goes. But seriously, now that we're into the opening drive, want to get down to it, man. This is one of these games, Thursday night football. It looks like everything is going in the Raiders' favor. It looks like the, the chips are against the Rams, right? My man P.E. in North Carolina actually reached out to me just a little while ago say, Yo, Q, these are traditionally the games that the Raiders break our hearts. Hope it doesn't happen tonight, bro. That's from my man P.E. in North Carolina, and I just kind of laughed and said, this game is set up for the Raiders to get a dub, and there's really no reason they should lose this game. But again, there's a reason why they play the games, right? <laughs> they're not listening to what I'm talking about, what they should have, would have, could have done. It's about what they're going to do. So uh, thank you, P.E., for that comment. But I do want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200, and also our don'tbebroke.com text line number 69187, keyword R&R. Two things I got, two questions for you. What are the keys to victory tonight for the Raiders? What do they have to do to come out with a four-game winning streak and improve their overall record to 6-7? and seven? And also, who are you looking for to show up and show out tonight? And when I say who, that could be a player, 
That could be a coach. That could be a position group. But who are you looking at and saying, you know what, this is a big game for insert blank. You fill in the blank, right? That's what, that's what I'm asking. Those are the two questions. What are the keys to victory, and who are you looking to show up and show out? And I'll go ahead and start with the keys to victory as far as I'm concerned. Uh, unlike what they did on Sunday against the Chargers, I do think that they need to come out and come out with a little bit of sense of urgency and have a great opening drive. That opening drive needs to be a tone setter, whether they get the ball first or they're on defense first. That opening drive needs to set a tone. They need to get into the end zone. Fabian, I'm talking to you. They need to get into the end zone, no minus four, and let it be known that they came to play. Right? They're not tired from the short week. They're not banged up for the short week from traveling to L.A., even though it's not far. You know, they're not taking the team lightly, but they're just going to go out there, boom. That first opening drive is going to tell me a lot about this game. And I say that. The first opening drive for the Raiders offensively last week didn't do anything, right? They got down 10 nothing before they got jump-started. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that slow start. They got to get in there and show who they are and show what they are. So, again, that opening drive offensively and defensively, you know, and I don't care if they get the ball first or not. I actually prefer that they're on defense first so they get the ball first coming out of the locker room, but it just seems like it hasn't happened this year. It really hasn't. More times than not, they have the ball to start the game. I just want to see them come out with that sense of urgency on that very first drive. I also want to see them get the ball to Devontae Adams before the second quarter. I want to see them get the ball to Devontae Adams early. I, also, I don't want them to go away from the, the running game with Josh Jacobs, but Devontae Adams deserves a touch or two on that first drive. There's no reason why you don't dial up number 17. You know, and look, if, if, if they dial him up and he's just taken away, maybe Jalen Ramsey's all over him, then fine. Don't, don't force it to him. But, I mean, the intent's got to be get that dude involved early. It's, 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 it's frustrating when he gets his first catch in the second quarter because he, he doesn't need to get his first catch in the second quarter. He needs to uh, let his presence be felt early. He's having an incredible season. Might as well keep that thing going. And, of course, you know, Josh Jacobs continue to run the rock. The Rams' offensive line is really beat up, really beat up. It's like the 13th or 14th different version of the offensive line. So I want to see some guys take advantage of that. I want to see Chandler Jones not just have one great game and win AFC Defensive Player of the, the Week award like he did. I want to see him all of a sudden build off of that. Okay, you, did, you got three sacks in one game. Is it going to be like last season when he got five sacks week one and then five the rest of the year? Or is he going to build on it? I'm not saying he's going to have three sacks every, every game. That's unrealistic. But let your presence be felt. You know, Let it be known who you are. Let, let him know who Chandler Jones is, right? Max Crosby. He's, I don't have to say anything to Max Crosby, or about Max Crosby because you know he's going to do what he does. That's just who he is. And I'd like to continue to see Jerry Tillery get massively involved in this game. I really like the addition of Jerry Tillery to that Raiders defensive line rotation. I say it all the time. He's got a little something-something in his neck, and I like it. I really do. 702-365-9200. That is the Raider Nation listener line and our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, we got a couple calls back there in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Let me know about it, but let me go over these texts real quick. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray, he hit us up and said, Q, back at, uh, in my San Jose State fraternity days, I'm cruising in my sick white Camaro in San downtown San Jose on Santa Clara Street, only for my car to start overheating and no way out. I was embarrassed due to the smoke as well as the ladies pointing at my overheated car. It wasn't a good look at all. I can imagine. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than your car breaking down than your car breaking down in front of the ladies. You, <laughs> you never want that. That is something that you just don't want to have. Uh, let's get one more text in. My man Jason in Vegas, 69187, keyword R&R. &R. What up, Q? 
Man, I'm trying to get out early, but my boss is a Seahags fan and still salty about that walk-off win. I just want them to execute correctly and score quick, and that will, I believe, take us back home with the dub. See you at the end for the game. Let's go Raiders. That's from my guy Jason in Vegas. And Jason, thank you so much for that call. Just tell your boss, like, I'm not working anyway. I'm not working. You know, I'm just focused in on the game. You'll be lucky if I come to work tomorrow, <laughs> right? Or maybe that's, a, maybe that's a trade-off. Maybe, Jason, you stay there for now, and then when you leave, just let them know, like, man, I'll see you on Monday. <laughs> you already know. I'm going to see you on Monday. I'm about to go to the M Resort, hang out with Q, watch the game. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a party. I'm not going to be here till Monday. Maybe, maybe that's the trade-off, Jason, but thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Again, 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the phone lines. Let's go out to Colorado, talk to our guy, Raider Mike. Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, what's going on, Q? How you day going, brother? Chilling. Oh, I'm blessed, good, man. Good. How are you? Good, good, bro. Oh, man. Uh, you got any questions today, bro? Or what was the, what was the question for the preseason? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Raider Mike just wanted to call in. Yeah, yeah, man. What are the keys to victory in this game? And who are you looking for to show up and show out? That could be a player, oh, okay. coach. That could be a position, whatever. Okay. So, yeah, sorry, bro. I'm at break at work. Uh, it's so all good. For me, man, the, the key to this game, man, um, for me, is a, a, a fast start. Um, you know, uh, the Rams have been able to stay in, in games like the last couple. So just come out and for, for us, just come out and, and impose our will right away. Uh, we, we don't have time for slow starts. Um, those yeah. slow starts usually bite us in the butt. Um, and also, man, just 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 executing the way we have been the last three games. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little nervous about this one only because it just I don't know. I just woke up on the like, I just woke up feeling a little weird about this game. But I still, I'm still fairly confident that we'll win. Uh, as far as impact players, um, the, the normal, you know, the jo- uh, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. Uh, and I also want to see uh, what, what uh, my guy Deron Harmon and uh, Jerry Tillery are able to do um, on the defensive side of the ball, man. Uh, I, I believe it's going to be a little closer than expected. But these are the type of games that we have to win if we want to make that playoff push. Um, so I'm expecting a win. I'm just expecting the game to be a little bit closer maybe what people think. Um, I don't want to say, oh, this is going to be an easy win or, oh, we're going to go out there and just destroy them because I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm hoping that we, you know, at the, at the end of the night, man, we're cheering for a dub. So that's all I want to There say. you go. Hey, good stuff, Raider Mike. Thanks for the call. I appreciate you. And, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see exactly. It, it, again, it feels like it's all set up, right? It's all set up for the Raiders to get this W. It's all set up. I mean, you got a quarterback. If, if Baker plays, he plays fine. It's a game, a day and a half, two days max that he's had to try to prep. But, I mean, obviously he knows how to play football, so it would be a very dumbed-down playbook. If it's not him, you got a John Wolford guy out there with a handful of starts in his career, and he's got a banged-up neck. If it's not him, it's Bryce Perkins, who they clearly don't have any confidence in at all, or else they wouldn't be talking about starting Baker Mayfield. So none of those three trigger guys sounds any good at all. And I know the Rams have defense, and they can help them keep stay in the game. If they can get pressure on Derek Carr, I get it. You know, there could be a turnover or two happens. And I know they have a good running game with Cam Akers. Like, I get that. They're not a team that's just, you know, a walk in the, in the park like the Raiders are just going to run all over them. But there's no doubt that the Raiders are the better team. Going into this game, and you might not have said this at the beginning of the season when the schedule came out, but going into this game, the Raiders, hands down, are the better team. But they've got to go out there and they've got to show it. I, it's not up to me to say that they're the better team or DeMond to say they're the better team or Raider Mike to say they're the better team. It's, out to, it's up to the Raiders to go show that they're the better team. So thank you for the call. 702-365-9200. DeMond, who's up next? Raider Joe Wave. 
All right, Raider Joe Wave, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, it's, uh, it's Joe Raider Wave, man. How you doing? You hear okay, me there you go. Good, good. Hey, Q, man, I'm right there with you on this uh, key to victory. It's got to be that defensive line for the Raiders. This this Rams offensive line is real banged up. Chandler, home, Chandler Jones has got to get home again, man. He's got to have another big game. Uh, right there with you, Tillery's, Tillery's doing great, man. I mean, when was the last time we got a free agent signing from a divisional rival first-round draft pick and he pans out this way? It's just great. The energy's brought. And I'd like to see uh, the O-line for the Raiders. Um, no pre-snap penalties again. Love to see that. Uh, it's a big big deal. And, I mean, this is a great opportunity for the Raiders to just assert their will on offense. You know, they, they just can't let up at all. They just got to go all out all week, man. I'm ready for it. All right, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. And, yeah, I do think Jerry Tillery has been a really good addition. And I'm, I'm interested to see and excited to see, really, honestly, the rest of the season. You know, because if this pans out the way that it feels like it's going to pan out, I, I would love to see the Raiders make sure that they keep Jerry Tillery in the mix, right? Because this guy could be a nice addition to that, that defensive line uh, rotation. And really, he, he might end up being the dude in the middle of that defensive uh, line if, if, if it all works out the way that it has the potential of working out. So uh, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Got a text from the 925. We all know Jacobs and Adams are key, but it's time for Cole Sr. to step up. Raiders have not been getting nothing from the slot position. Could come back to haunt them down the road. And thank you for the text. And I'll say this, man. Keelan Cole makes me nervous. He makes me nervous on punt returns, first of all. Every time he goes back to receive a punt, I get nervous. But he's made a couple big catches down the stretch, both in the Denver game and Seattle, that they needed to have. But a lot of times it feels like to me that he's just not too sure what he's out there doing. It looks like, like I'll see him floating around, and it almost looks like he's not too sure. And that might just be his kind of nonchalant personality. And if that is, that's fine. You know, I don't, I don't mean to hold it against him. But I just feel like every time I see him out there, he just makes me nervous. I would like to see DJ Turner involved a little bit more. The only thing is that Keely, your credit, obviously knows probably the routes a little bit better. Uh, does he execute them 100% correctly? Probably not. But, you know, as a veteran, they probably feel more comfortable with him out there than D.J. Turner. I think D.J. Turner could get involved a little bit, you know, in the reverse game, the jet sweep game, and, you know, something where he could just use his speed to his advantage. Thank you so much uh, for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, next up, Damon, we got a call from Phoenix. Who is it, Carlos? Yep, yep. Carlos of Phoenix, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, just appreciate nice. what you guys do. I'm actually driving on the way to SoFi right now to maybe meet up all the fellow Raider nations over there. I know I'm hooking up with a homie, too, at a Orange parking lot for a little bit of tailgate before the game. So uh, nice. we're in the Max Crosby jersey just so we could see, see him wreck those, uh, whoever they put out there, either uh, whoever the quarterback from, uh, from uh, the ex-team at uh, the Jaguars or whoever, or that new rookie that's been around for a little while but only played for a couple of games. Uh, Keep my good work. Uh, thanks for all the fixing up all the podcasts for me. Uh, by the way, I'm Marcel Juan and uh, at Twitter. So thanks for the likes and everything for the Mon too. I appreciate it. You guys keep it up. See you guys over there. Raiders. All right, man. Thank you so much for the call. Definitely appreciate you. And uh, be safe on your trip to SoFi, man. But when you get there, 
show up and show out. 12.27 is the time. We're at the M Resort right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill, right next to the Coors Light Chill Zone, across from Baby Cakes. I mean, you cannot miss us. This is the space to be. This is the official team hotel for the Silver and Black. We'll be here all day long from right now to the pregame show, to the game, and the postgame show. It's all taking place right here at the M Resort. Coming up next, Nick Hamilton will join us to give us our final preview of the Rams. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Live at the M Resort, we're hanging out right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill next to the Coors Light Chill Zone. This is where we'll be bunkered down all day long as we prepare for Raiders and Rams Week 14 action, Thursday night football. We'll be joined in a few seconds by Nick Hamilton from Sirius XM Radio, also AM570 LA Sports, Nightcast Media to talk all things Rams. The question I threw out there, and you can respond on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What are the keys to victory this evening? What, are, what, and, what and who are you going to be looking for to show up and show out? Those are the two questions all kind of combined in one. Keys to victory. And who or what are you looking for to show up and show out? And when I mean by who or what, I mean a player, a coach, position group. You know, who, who's the one that you kind of got penciled in as, okay, this could be their game. Like Chandler Jones had himself a game on Sunday against the Chargers. Who could be that player coming up today for the Rams? And, again, in a minute we'll be joined by Nick Hamilton to talk all things Rams. Got a text from Cucamonga Raider at 69187, keyword R&R. I called in sick today, baby. I'm in L.A. repping my Raider gear and flag because the Raiders own L.A. Raiders need to come into SoFi and impose their will on the Rams from kickoff until the game clocks hit zero on all phases of the game. No excuse for Chandler Jones and the rest of the, of the line to come in and to not come in and eat. The Raiders' offensive line needs to come in and manhandle the Aaron Donald-less defensive line. This game is on McDaniels, and he needs to change the culture tonight, in all caps, by winning a game we should win, and the Raider Nation is so used to dropping, cough, cough, Colts. Cucamonga Raider. Called in sick today. Good deal. <laughs> Good deal. Not mad at that at all. So uh, have fun at the game, my man. Definitely go out there, show up, and show out. Uh, let's see. We also got a text from uh, Mailman Raider. Said, Q, one key to victory for me to get DA involved early and often. Don't be afraid of Ramsey, who, by the way, isn't looking like that dude this year. And I want to see Chandler come to play and don't let that game, uh, that one game, be the only game. If he doesn't, I'm back to you. Give me back in Gakwe. That's from the mailman Raider. Uh, let's see. Who else do we got here? Uh, <laughs> mailman Raider said, Q, this, keep the speaker safe. Jared's here. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. I like that. Jared, Jared is the guy who catches all the strays for being the guy in L.A. to steal my backpack, even though he wasn't the guy in, uh, <laughs> in L.A. to steal my backpack. Funny. Funny story right there. So uh, you can chime in and let us know, 702-365-9200. And, again, the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Devon, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, uh, let me know when we have uh, Nick, and uh, we'll, we'll, get your, we'll get your feedback on the show. So while we're talking about keys, man, I already mentioned get off to that fast start. But defensively, man, I really want to see them continue to do what they do. Nate Hobbs, I'm excited to see him in game two. I'm excited to see what he looks like in, in his, you know, second game uh, back from injury. You know, and then Rocky seeing him being out, I think, is a big deal. You know, they want to play that physical bump and run, man-to-man. 
want to get physical at the line of scrimmage, and Rock's a guy who could do that. So, so uh, you know, we want to see who's going to be next, who's going to be the next man up without Rock out there, right? Is it going to be Sam Webb? Is it going to be Amik Robertson? I mean, who's going to be the guy that's going to fill the void with no Rock out there, with no, you know, that physicality factor out there? So there's that. And Damon, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, apparently can't get a hold of Nick, and that's okay. If, if Nick doesn't answer, that's all right, Damon, just just – just let's keep rolling with the show. I uh, I want to ask you what you're looking for in this game anyway. Don't worry about it. Just go. Yeah, feel free. <laughs> Demond up there trying to effort. To, hey man, look if he didn't answer, he didn't answer. It's all good. No worries. What are you looking for in this game? We'll keep the party rolling. Okay, the player that I'm most looking forward to in this game. Where like who am I looking for to show up and show out? Chandler Jones. Because I do think that they also have a battered offensive line. You know, we all you always say it. Hey, if the next guy was the guy, he'd be the guy. Or however you right. say it better than I just yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, no, but you're right. I do think that Chandler Jones, I'm expecting him, you know, build off that last game. You know, it's like making a shot in basketball. You see one go in. You know, he got yep. that sack. Got three of them. Now I think that he is going to be able to rem- remember that he is Chandler Jones getting after the quarterback. And I do think that him and Max, maybe, maybe it can be some of more of what we saw. Maybe he just feeds the sack into Max, and Max actually gets the sack recorded. But I do expect Chandler Jones to build off of that last game that he had and didn't have an even better one against the You know, I, I, I do too. I expect him to as well. I mean, I know he's been close a lot, and I know what all the players said about him, that they you know kept seeing him get close, and he brings a lot of energy to the practice, and he does everything the right way, and he's a pro's pro. But at, at some point, man, you got you to gotta see him get home as well. And I know that even though he won't admit it, it was a big sigh of relief for him to get home as many times as he did on Sunday against the Chargers. And really, as I mentioned, I know he got three sacks, but he could have had five. Right? The other two sacks that happened, those were sacks that you know Chandler was right there around as well. So I just want to see if he's able to, to build off of that and you know take that to the next level and continue to be uh, that guy. You know, if he continues to be that guy uh, you know, defensively, for the silver and black. Let's go back out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Who we got up, Damon? Just Will, baby. Oh, okay, Just Will, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, fellas? How are we doing today? Good, good, good. How are you? It is a beautiful day uh, to, to have some football. This is, a, this is a call coming from Colorado. So happy that we uh, we have a Raiders team that's starting to put their the pedal to the metal. But, hey, the, uh, the keys to the game, what we got to see, we, I want to see a game where Derek Carr isn't yelling at Matt Collins about not finishing a route. That has been a drive stopper a handful of games. That, to me, uh, I really think that's a big part of what happened with that interception last week. But also, I want to see the Raiders just full full throttle the whole game. Get a lead, keep a lead, leave no doubt. And, and to me, building that confidence going to the rest of the season, you know, to make that push, that, that's a big key to the game. So that, that's what I want to see. Okay. All right. Hey, you know, that's that's a big deal right there. I do think that that's a, a really big deal. Thank you for the call. Uh, you know, and Mac, Mac Hollins has, has stepped into a role that he didn't expect to have, right? Uh, we all talked about before the season started, we talked about him being, you know, either the third or the fourth wide receiver. Now all of a sudden he's really like number two, right? So he stepped into a big role. So I, I don't hold that against him, but you can see those times when uh, when Derek is frustrated and, and you can tell that Mac's not quite sure where to go. But he is doing the best he can, and like I said, thrust into a role that he didn't expect to have. Joining us now on the phone lines from SiriusXM Radio, AM570 LA Sports, Nightcast Media is our good friend Nick Hamilton. And, Nick, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. My man, I do appreciate you. And got to ask you off top, man, Baker Mayfield, John Wolford, Bryce Perkins, who do you think is going to be under center tonight when the game tips off or kicks off? 
Well, first of all, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, it it's a toss-up, man. I, I, it's leaning more towards Baker could get the start depending on the status of John Wolford who's been battling neck injury the last few weeks. Um, he ha- They have been working with John Wolford to see where exactly he is um, in terms of being available uh, to at least start the game uh, when it comes to the Los Angeles Rams. But it could be a point where this may be Baker Mayfield's debut on Thursday night football at SoFi in a Rams uniform. What would you think that his, I don't want to say capability is, because obviously he's very capable. He wouldn't have been a number one overall pick if he wasn't. But as far as, I mean, two, ga- two days at most being a Ram, I mean, what would he be able to do as far as executing a Rams offense? Well, I think, first of all, they, they don't give him that many plays. Maybe you give him anywhere between three to five plays to try to master and, and hold down uh, if possible and be able to just to simplify things for him. Um, Baker Mayfield has been, in a, has been a starting quarterback in this league before, um, so he understands the expectations and responsibilities that have been bestowed upon him. But at the same time, I think you just go out there and rely on natural instinct. You kind of line up with the guys. You kind of do the best thing you can. Um, and this, this is basically a preseason offense going up against a regular season emerging Raider defense. Uh, so you can't expect much from him. Uh, if Baker Mayfield is concerned, uh, this guy averages a touchdown a game. Um, this is a guy that may throw a touchdown tonight um, at SoFi, but that's probably all you're going to get out of him. Uh, I don't expect anything more of that. I think guys have got to figure it out. I think this is an evaluation period for Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams uh, to see what Baker has. And then as they go into their mini-buy, um, having 10 days off, I think they at, at, at acclimates, excuse me, um, more opportunities for Baker Mayfield moving forward in the last uh, few games of the season. What is, and I, I mean this in the most respectful way possible, what is the issue with Bryce Perkins, why they're so reluctant to let him go out there and play? Because I don't know. Man, if I knew, I'd give you the lottery numbers tomorrow. <laughs> that, is, that has been a $64 question all week. I think with Bryce Perkins, you, you've seen strides from him, obviously in the preseason and some games. Uh, against the Saints in some games, uh, you know, when it came to, to uh, Kansas City. But I think overall it's trying to figure out where Bryce fits because this is a guy who can run. He can beat you with his legs. Um, this is a guy who can throw the long ball, unlike John Wolford who can't throw the ball past 20, 25 yards. Um, and if you let him play, I think that's the biggest thing is why won't you let him play? He's not going to get better on the bench. You can't pick splinters out your behind and get better. You've got to be in, in movement. You've got to be in traffic in order to get in and out of situations to better your skill set, to better you as a quarterback. Um, and there's familiarity there. You know, This is a guy that's been with the team for quite some time, knows the guys on the field, off the field. Um, so that's, that's been a head-scratcher to me. I personally would start Bryce Perkins. If John Wolford can't go, I would personally start John, uh, uh, Bryce Perkins and then see how far Bryce can take you? Maybe mix in Baker um, if he gets in, if, if if Perkins gets in, uh, into some situations where he can't get himself out of, or uh, uh, the offense stalls. I think that's when you bring Baker in and kind of warm him up and see what he can give you uh, down the stretch. Nick Hamilton is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness, talking all things Rams. My man Demond's got one for you. Yeah, we know that the situation at quarterback isn't looking that good for the Rams, but we haven't heard much about the offensive weapons outside of who's going to be under center. So what about, like, the running back position? Who do they have running the ball or the receivers? I heard a little bit about Tutu Atwell. 
Yeah, Tutu Atwell's definitely come on in the last couple of games, especially against the Seattle game last week. Um, but I think you're going to see more of those Tutu Atwell. I think you're going to see some more of Ben Skoranek, Van Jefferson, obviously, who can stretch the field, big-time target. Um, and then Tyler Higby's going to have to step up as well. You know, Tyler Higby's in a milk carton all-star uh, the last couple of games. And so he's going to have to start showing his face around before we have to put out an APB on him. Um, but I think also, too, in the running game, I think Cam Akers is – you know, the last couple of games, Cam Akers has definitely come along uh, very strong, and I think they're going to continue with that. The problem is um, the second-worst offensive line in the NFL. That's the problem. If you have the, the inability to protect the quarterback, whoever happens to be back there, um, that has always been the problem. Um, and also, you know, the Rams have been a bottom-five team in the league. And, you know, they're now they're tied for the longest losing streak in the league. Um and so I think, like I said earlier, I think this is more of an evaluation period to see what you have going into next year. Uh, I think the Rams, whether they say it or not, um, in the back of their minds, they know that this season is pretty much, you know, a done deal. It's a wrap. Stick a fork in it. Um, but you still have to go out there and compete. You still have to go out there and find out what you potentially will have um, in the upcoming season because we don't know what the future holds for Matthew Stafford. We don't know what the future holds for Aaron Donald for that matter. Um moving forward. So that, those are questions that I'm definitely have to be answered and maybe will be answered sometime in the offseason. Man, you segued right into my next question that I've wanted to ask you, and that is professional. about... Professional. That's what professionals <laughs> do. <laughs> and that's just about <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Do you think that he's already he's going to be being evaluated to, for the next year's plan if Matt, Staff, Matt Stafford is unable to return? Absolutely. I mean, that would only make sense, right? I mean, even though Matt, I think Baker Mayfield is, is, is mediocrity at best. Um but you got to have somebody under center that, that has had some type of experience in the league. It may not have been the best experience, it may not have been the best winning percentage or best QBR, but you got to have somebody who's been there and then try to work it out from there. In the event, if Matthew Stafford does, decides to move on to greener pastures um, as it pertains to his football career. Um, but I think that's an insurance policy that you need to have. I think you, I think you hold on to Bryce Perkins. Um, but that's going to be a question of who you hold on more, John Wolford or Bryce Perkins uh, for the, the 2023 season. But I think Baker Mayfield, like I said, is an evaluation period to see what they can do with him. Um, Sean McVay, when I spoke with him yesterday, was very optimistic, obviously, about Baker Mayfield. They've had a previous relationship with one another um, when they were, in the con- were going to the combine. Um, and he's kept, you know, abreast a, a of what he's been up to. He spoke with current USC head coach Lincoln Riley. Uh, who obviously coached him in Oklahoma, um, just what his makeup was there and how he's been able to transcend into the NFL. Um, and the question I asked him, I said, hey, what, is, what, is he gonna, what do you guys want to see in him that's going to be drastically different that we haven't seen in the last umpteen years with Carolina and with the Cleveland Browns organization? Because um, I'm not personally, I'm not impressed. Um, mm-hmm. I, he was all, and McVay was also asked, was this a move to keep him away from the 49ers who are also suffering a quarterback situation uh, due to the fact of Jimmy G's uh, current injury? And Sean McVay said, no, that's what we weren't thinking about that. Um, that was not in our purview. We were focusing on what the Rams' needs were, and he kind of fit the, fit the bill at the time. So we'll see. But it kind of makes you wonder, did, was this a move more for the Rams or more to keep your opponent in their hands and to make not to make them better, so it remains to be seen. So it, it all starts tonight, and it goes down uh, tonight. And let's see how much game he soaks up like a beach towel. 
<laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Nick Hamilton is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio, 920 Unnecessary Roughness. You mentioned Cam Akers. Regardless who's behind under center tonight, is it going to be a heavy dose of Cam Akers because, well, it just has to be? Absolutely. I think it has to be Cam Akers. I mean, you, you let Daryl Henderson go, who happened to be your leading rusher last year. Uh, some things didn't quite work out for him this year. Uh, he was somewhat banged up uh, throughout the course of the season, so you pretty much cut ties with him. Um, so I think now you're at a, a situation where Cam Akers has it, is, is your number one guy. And I think Cam Akers is a talented individual. If he gets his head on right and keeps it there, I think he's a very talented individual. However, um, again, without having proper offensive line to protect and open up those holes for you where you can get five, six, seven, maybe even ten yards on a particular play, um, that's going to pose problems for you. And when with a defense like the Raiders and Max Crosby even absolutely on a tear as of late, as you guys well know, uh, this is a first-run yeah. defense that has finally emerged into something that we've all been waiting for the last couple of years. And so to see the way the Raiders are going to pretty much tear through uh, defensively, going to tear through that potentially through that offense of the Rams, uh, much like Godzilla going through Tokyo, let me tell you something, man. It, it, it's not going to be pretty for the Rams. I'm going to tell you that right now. All right. Well, what about on the defense? Maybe could the Rams, maybe are they an opportunistic defense? We know Aaron Donald's out, but maybe Jalen Ramsey. Is it? Can this team, can they create turnovers? Should the Raider Nation be worried about the Rams' defense at all? I think as a, as a competitor, you always have to worry about who, no matter who's out there because you never know the next man up can step up and be that guy at the moment that's going to be able to turn things around for that opposing defense. So I think you always have to keep aware and abreast of where not only Jalen Ramsey is, but guys like Nick Scott um, and other guys that continue to roam um, around when it comes to the, in the secondary, especially if you got a, a, a vast presence um, at wide receiver, as the Raiders do. So I think, yeah, you're going to have to pay attention to it. Are you, are you overly concerned? Are you biting your, your, your fingernails, worrying about it, staying up late at night? Hell no. Um, because you know what's at stake. Now, if Aaron Donald were in the, in the mix, along with guys like Leonard Floyd, right. Ernest Jones, and those guys, yeah, you may want to stay up late, late nights because you got to worry about a man that's a three-time defensive player of the year and that could command leadership in the interior aspect of the defense. Um, but I think, guys, I mean, what you, I'm sure you guys saw the film last week against Seattle, which, to me, the defense with Bobby Wagner – really impressed me. I didn't think they were going to be as effective as they were mm -hmm. um, against a, a very, you know, streaky Seattle Seahawks team and that way the offense really started to move under Geno Smith at that time. Um, so I think you may see some, some similar attributes uh, even tonight against that Raider offense and Derek Carr. Um, so I think they definitely have to be aware um, and be able to be and move strategically um, as they go and move the chains down the field, they're definitely going to score early and often. Um, this is a defense you definitely have to score on early and often to be successful. Yeah. No, you got to be aware of everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter who's out there. You got to be aware of them because, man, someone could come and take your lunch money quick, fast, and in mm -hmm. a hurry. But I, I did want to ask, Nick, and we just have a couple questions for you left, but wanted to ask, how do you think the Rams go about trying to defend Devontae Adams? We saw last week DK Metcalf motion over to Jalen like, hey, follow me, and Jalen was like, nah, we're not doing that. How do you think it goes tonight? Do they follow? Do they shadow uh, uh, Devontae, or is it kind of similar to what we saw last week? I think you see some, some similarities of what you saw last week with D.K. Metcalf, but I think it, they're going to be a little tighter. But also, too, I can't blame Jalen Ramsey for that game-winning touchdown getting by him. I can't. Normally, I would blame Jalen. I would say, man, you got cooked. 
But last week was not the case. Jalen didn't have the effective help that he should have had, and I blame Taylor Rapp for that. So if you're going to okay. be on a guy like like Devontae Adams, who's an absolute flat-out stud, you're going to have to have – Jalen Ramsey's going to have to have help. Guys like Taylor Rapp, guys like I said, Nick Scott and those boys, they're going to have to really rally and step up and really play as a collective unit um, in order to slow down Devontae Adams. Um because once Devontae gets going, as you guys well know, man, he is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, this is a, this is a guy that knows, has played with potentially a, a Hall of Fame quarterback and in, in, in Aaron Aaron Rodgers when he was in Green Bay. Now he's playing with Derek Carr. They seem to finally have some chemistry and really be able to flourish the way they need to flourish. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a collective effort, I believe, especially in that secondary tonight, if they want to slow down uh, the likes of Devontae Adams. And final question for you, Nick. I mean, the game is in L.A. It's SoFi Stadium. It's officially a home game for the Rams, but we know how it is when it comes to the Raiders and Raider Nation in L.A. What do you think in the atmosphere is going to be like at SoFi by by kickoff? Are we going to be honest here, or you guys want the you guys want the the, the, the scripted version? Because I give you. Both. Hey, man, I, I call you. I call <laughs> you for honesty at all times, brother. <laughs> black, black hole two I think every I mean because and, and because it's not it's not a knock on the Rams and as I explained last year right. when they were having issues with the 49ers I had to tell people look don't hit the panic button the Rams have only been in Los Angeles six years granted they've gone to two Super Bowls they won one last year but it takes time to build this franchise and as as an organization I think the Rams have done an outstanding job being involved in the community being involved in the city of Los Angeles and in certain in surrounding areas of Los Angeles to really build up the fandom. And this is a whole new generation of Rams fans that they have to acquire and, yeah. and appease to. Um, so I think it's going to continue to take time. But this is also the dominant Rams hub, excuse me, Raiders hub between here, Oakland, and now Las Vegas. And there are a lot of Raiders fans in Los Angeles, diehard Raiders fans that are generational Raiders fans in Los Angeles. Yeah. So this is going to be feel, it's going to feel more like a Raider home game that it is a Rams home game, and that's not the Rams' fault. It's just the Raiders have been dominant here. They won three Super Bowls in the 80s. They stayed here to 1994 before they took off back to Oakland. And then even when they took off back to Oakland, there were people that were still dedicated to, to, to Raider Nation. Um, and so mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't usurp that with five or six years here in L.A. and two trips to the Super Bowl. That take, that's, a, that's, a, that's a time thing. Um, and so that's that's my answer to just to be you know to, to answer your question. I think it's going to be Black Hole 2.0. I expect a lot of Raider fans, maybe 75, 25, um, but I, I expect to see a lot of black jerseys in the stands tonight. There you go. Well, we'll see. It's going to be a it's going to be a fun one. I do expect to see a massive Raider Nation representation as well as you mentioned uh, and, and and rolled it out perfectly. There's so many uh, Raider. Raider Nation still there in L.A. And, and making their way to L.A. as we've had plenty of people call in and tell me that they're driving to SoFi as of right now. Well, Nick, fantastic mm-hmm. stuff, man. We definitely appreciate uh, all the insight. What do you got coming out that we need to be on the lookout for? Well, you know, I, I'm always dibbing and dabbing in sports and entertainment. So, of course, I had an, yes. an exclusive with the one and only the queen herself, Angela Bassett. Uh, you can catch wow. that on, at YouTube.com slash TV. That's YouTube.com slash NH Experience TV. Download and subscribe right now. I have some other stuff. The great Bill Bellamy, comedic legend, host, actor. Um, 
few other uh, things that are going on in the world of sports and entertainment. So I definitely want to keep up with that. And then also every Tuesday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145, the NH Experience, the best 60 minutes of your week every Tuesday and also available on all streaming platforms. Man, that's fantastic. Let me ask you this because I'm selfish. I got to ask you this. Uh, first of all, hats off to you for uh, interviewing Angela Bassett. Who is Thank your you, favorite sir. Angela Bassett uh, character? What's your favorite Angela Bassett? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that was deep, man. See, you, you, you in your bag today, aren't you? You in the bag today. Hey, man. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I do. I'll tell you, I think that uh, I think how Stella got her groove back was mine. But then, waiting to exhale one was a good one, too. I'm going to say three. Which one? What's love got to do with it? Okay. Oh, but that's a great one. Yes. I yes. Playing, playing, the, playing the queen in, in both Black Panther films, especially Wakanda Forever, I believe she deserves an, an Oscar for her performance in Wakanda Forever. She I was that, that good. Um, she was that good. To carry a movie of that caliber without the late great Chadwick Boseman, um, I think yeah. she, done a, she did a stellar job. And I'm going to say my third one was when she played in Boys in the Hood. She played the mom in Boys in the Hood. Oh, man. See, you brought them all back. I'm going to throw out a sneaky I one, Catherine I, Jackson. I, I got, ooh. Oh, Jackson. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. you came with, you, oh, you came with the left. Okay. All right. All right. I see. All right. You came with the left combo. Okay. All right. You know, what's, what's okay, I got one more. What's the, what was the, um, what was the Tyler Perry movie where she's like, you ain't going to be selling no dope in my house? Meet the Browns. I believe it was yes. Meet the Browns. I, th- I think it where she inherited the house down south. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one, too. I, I felt myself getting a little emotional, but I got to ride with the Tina Turner one, man. I think the Tina Turner, that's, yeah, a, that's she, a good she one. She got an Oscar for that one, too, man. She was brilliant. I mean, and she's such, she's such an icon, and she is yeah. such class personified. Her and her husband, Courtney D. Vance, they were, they were class personified. Um, and I just had to give her her flowers right then and there. I just said, look, yes. it is an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. Um, and it is. Um, you don't get across. We don't. We have to protect our legends and our icons and our culture. And um, yes. she is definitely one that transcends the culture in so many different facets. No doubt. The fact that we could keep naming movies after movies after roles after roles and be like, oh, wait, hold on. What about this one? What about this one? My man Mickey I mean, just hit me up and said Strange Days. Angela Bassett, Strange Days. Yeah. Hit me with that and, one. So and, there's another one. <laughs> and let's not forget her, her, her husband, who's, who has a great show, 61st Street, who actually season two was coming out next uh, the next couple of months. Uh, okay. Uh, that let's is a phenomenal show. It gives you, gives you Johnny Cochran-ish vibes. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll definitely have to check yeah. that one out. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely have to do that. Well, Nick, fantastic stuff, man, and congratulations on everything that you're doing. I know you've been grinding you, for man. a very long time, my man. I do appreciate you. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Hey, it's my pleasure. Anytime, guys. Got you. There we go. Nick Hamilton, fantastic job, man. <laughs> Round of applause right there. That was fantastic. I know, Devon, I can see the look in your eye. You were about to go down Movie Central. If we had some more time, you were going to go down Movie Central. I know. He even mentioned Courtney B. Vance, and he was at Johnny Cochran Vibes. He played Johnny Cochran in, like, the American Crime Series story, and he did a phenomenal job. So they probably said, hey, this brother's good at playing Johnny Cochran. <laughs> Let's just give him another role as a lawyer. 
Well, see, it's funny because I can only go so far when it comes to movies and TV shows because, you know, I'm so uh, illiterate when it comes to movies and TV shows. I don't have that bag. That's not in my bag. But Angela Bassett and, and some of her fantastic work, I've definitely, you know, been a, a fan for a long time. And she does, I mean, everything she does is, is great. So uh, that, that was fantastic. 12.58 is the time. We're at the M Resort here in Henderson. It's the official team hotel, the Silver and Black. Coming up next, we'll take a trip to L.A. and talk to Vinny Bonsignor, see what he's thinking. How is Josh Jacobs? He's questionable going into the game. Does Vinny think he'll play? We'll talk to him next. It's Rare Nation Radio 920.